I think that it's really important for leaders to set that example. So what that means is that if you're encouraging your team members to take their vacation, that leaders are doing that as well and truly breaking away. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning in to episode 13 of While We Were Working. It's your weekly episode, weekly podcast uh, for all things small business and HR. And we cover things that you should be paying attention to, but we get it. You're busy working. So this week we are joined, as always, by our lovely co-host, Summer Keytron, as well as a special guest. Our special guest is not just a guest for the show, but she's actually a part of our team. And I want to create a space where we share more of the voices and faces and uh, influencers within our team, uh, those who are on staff and those who are on support us like as a contractor. But Devin, Devin's all in. She's a, a member of our team. So Devin, Fruzina, go ahead, say hello, introduce yourself to the world. Hi, y'all. I'm Devin Frazina. Clearly, Joey, you said it right. Kudos to you. <laughs> um, like Joey said, I am with Jumpstart directly. It has been awesome so far partnering with all our small businesses. Um, I'm really excited to see what the future holds. All right, Summer, how's it going? Hi, Joey. Hi, Devin. Hey, everybody out there listening and joining us on our socials. We have a very exciting show coming up for you. So, Stick around. We've got some great topics to share. And speaking of topics, this week we're going to be covering our high-low buffalo as always. We're going to be talking about managing burnout, which is a hot topic. And we're going to be talking about talent acquisition, which happens to be Devin's sweet spot and one of the reasons he's joining us. But let's go ahead and jump in our high-low buffalo. And let's start with our guest, Devin. Jeez, putting me on the spot right away, Joey. Wow. Into the fire. (laughs) You know how we do around here. I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, So I had a lot of fun stuff happen this last week. Um, I'm actually getting married in October. So we had all the wedding things happen last weekend. My dress came in from Australia. So I got to see it for the first time. And I got to design my wedding bands from my mom's ring. So that was super fun. My low is I'm currently in Tennessee, but had to drive all the way up to Illinois and winter storm landed. So we had to drive through all three layers of snow, rain, and ice through all of 65. Um, So that was kind of not so great. But my buffalo for this year, um, which y'all are all aware of, I actually get to watch the puppy bowl this year with a new puppy. So we're bringing him home on Saturday and the Super Bowl is on Sunday. Excellent. Excellent. So, Summer, what's your high, low, Buffalo? My high is I am so proud of both of my kids. For those of you who don't know, I have teenagers, one who just turned 16, one who's nearly 18, and they both are now working. So I couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, My 16-year-old is excelling in school, just got his first job. Uh, My daughter's been working for some time and has been negotiating some promotions and raises. So super proud to see them succeed. You know, there's nothing more exciting than 
being a parent and recognizing that you didn't mess it up too bad. (laughs) (laughs) My low Joey, uh, you know, I love my coffee and unfortunately my coffee maker died uh, for a couple of days. So I was trying to figure out what to do, but in a stroke of luck, it actually came back to life. So major save there. And you know, my, my Buffalo is, I'm not really a huge fan of Valentine's day, uh, but I, I do say that the reason that Valentine's Day is actually still something to celebrate is that there's after Valentine's Day chocolate sales. So I'm a fan of chocolate. Uh, That's a great reason to celebrate, in my opinion. But what about your high-low buffalo, Joey? (laughs) I'm with you on the candy. Uh, That's that's another benefit of uh, Halloween, too, is is (laughs) taking claims on those those Snickers and Reese's that I love. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) My high is that uh, I celebrated my birthday. It was uh, February 13th, so it's always good to celebrate another trip around the sun and think about, you know, the highs, the lows, and the buffaloes of the past year. And um, it was a great year, so excited and looking forward to what this new year brings. My low is that we are uh, sleep training our little one. So you may not be able to see the bags underneath my eyes, but it's a struggle. So we're trying to keep her in her crib until like one o'clock in the, in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. And then at that point, we'll just go ahead and, uh, and bring her back in our room. But uh, for all of you all who have great sleep training tips, feel free to share them because we're going to need them. My buffalo, uh, you know, this is, is Black History Month, so I just want to call out another person that's out in our field that's doing great work. His name is Torin Ellis. Torin is a Twitter verified. He's a really awesome guy. He's also in Baltimore. Um, he's one of the nation's best recruiters. He's a great voice on uh, DEI work. If you get a chance, follow him on Twitter, Torin Ellis. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into while we were working. And Summer, set up this week's episode topic. It'd be my pleasure. So this week's article is actually in Vogue magazine. Now I know what you're thinking, what on earth can Vogue magazine possibly be saying in the people leadership in HR space? But you'd be surprised. So there's actually uh, an awesome article that was in regards to burnout. And in this article, it really addressed all of the same topics that as HR professionals were talking about on a regular basis. So I wanted to kind of put this out there for the team, for for Devin, uh, for Joey, for you to talk a little bit about what do you think people leaders and HR professionals can do to help manage burnout and just your general thoughts on the article. I'll let our I'll let our guest go first. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have a lot of feelings about burnout. <laughs> I think we all do after two years being in a pandemic. I feel like it hits everybody in different ways, shapes and forms, but it's definitely something that I am seeing cross-functionally, whether you're a recruiter, whether you are one of our clients. Um, I have a feeling this is about the time of year um, where we recognize being burnt out of burnout. And for me, I feel like the biggest thing is recognizing it um, and being able to know um, the difference between being, you know, just overloading yourself and being burnt out. But I think that's the first step is admitting that you have to deal with this problem. But there are a few points in the article that really rang true to me. Definitely the setting boundaries time, um, especially if you're working from home, set those boundaries, set times to 
eat lunch with your fiance or, you know, be able to put your kids down or take them to practice, whatever that is. Um, block off those times. And that time's really important to you. Give that back to yourself. Um, prioritizing self-care. Take that time to go work out. What's the worst that could happen in 30 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is. Finding that balance too is really important of knowing, hey, when am I overloaded versus when am I stable and when am I successful? Um, and then establishing those micro breaks and micro chillers. Micro chillers is like my favorite word to use right now. Um, it's just those little times where you can just take a minute and just chill. Go take a snack, go sit outside with your dog, go hang out with your kids, whatever that looks like, just take a minute. Um, if that's going to set you up for a better day um, and avoid that burnout, by all means. So that's kind of my thoughts and that's kind of my guidance for anyone who's dealing with burnout. Joey, how about you? Yeah, Devin, I'm going to tackle burnout from the organizational perspective. So how can we tackle burnout within the, our workplace culture? And uh, it's interesting. I had a episode of some work I got to do with SAP and Adam Grant, where uh, we interviewed the chief people officer of uh, Adidas and talked about some of the things they're doing to promote health and mental wellness. Organizationally, you, you have to realize that you want people on your team that are committed, will work hard, but you also need to steward those relationships well. So as opposed to encouraging burnout, remind them that, hey, take breaks, manage self-care, do what needs to be done because we're all our best self when we're refreshed and not when we're under the gun. So also taking a look at, at your team's um, workload and seeing what their, their bandwidth is and if there needs to be support or reallocation. Of, uh, of effort because the team doesn't win if, you know, everybody's freaking stressed out. And then I guess I'll do one personal tip. One thing I do to combat burnout is I, I try to laugh as much as possible. So kind of looking at, at those micro breaks or those micro chillers that the article mentioned, I'm a big fan of scrolling on TikTok for things that are funny. Or if, you know, when I'm washing dishes at home, I'm playing a comedy special on Netflix because you just want to decompress. And for me, it's comedy. Comedy disarms you. It takes your mind off of things. It boosts your mood, boosts your endorphins. So I'm, I'm all about laughing and finding, finding fun things. What about you, Summer? I think these are all great tips, Devin. You brought so many great things that employees can do. And, and Joy, I love the examples that you shared. I'd love to talk a little bit about what companies or managers can do to help support their team members. And this would really be applicable if they're a remote or an in-office employee. And I think these are aligned with many of the strategies that we work with our clients on. And I'd say the first one would be ensuring that the company's time off policies are easy for the employees to use. Meaning if you have a sick policy, then perhaps we consider changing it to a wellness policy so that if employees just really need that break that day, and maybe they don't meet the policy for being sick or having an appointment, that they're still encouraged to take the time that they need to have that break that they need to show up as their best self. And along with that, I think that it's really important for leaders to set that example. So what that means is that if you're encouraging your team members to take their vacation, that leaders are doing that as well and truly breaking away, not a leader who is on vacation, but still emailing because they're setting the example that that's the type of behavior that's expected. So I think that's my first tip. And 
One of my favorite go-tos for just about anything in regards to building relations with team members and helping them help supporting what I call like the whole person, not just them as a worker, is setting up a time to meet with your team outside of a regular check-in and one-on-one and literally just ask them, Devin, how are you doing? And just let the employee talk. And if they start talking about work, that's great. But if they start talking about things they have going on at home or anything else in their life, it's a great opportunity to truly understand what they need. The last one that I'll mention is we've heard a lot about flexible work arrangements. And I'm seeing a lot of companies continue to expand on that, not just being remote, but also their working schedule. So instead of saying, hey, we expect you to be online between our regular business hours, they are saying, if this works for their organization, they're saying, feel free to work at any hour or day or time that works best for you. So long as when we need to get together as a team, we do. And that gives them a ton of, you know, a ton of flexibility to help them manage their burnout. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Summer, you mentioned something that I think people get intimidated by, and maybe that's a reason why it's not happening, is it being intimidated by hearing someone else's story or hearing someone else's life and some of the stresses mm-hmm. that they may be experiencing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. everyone doesn't go to school to be a therapist. We're not all Dr. Phil or Ayanla or whoever it is, you know, that you look up to in the celebrity therapist world. Mm-hmm. But but what are some things that work for you? And Devin, if you have some things you want to share too, what are some practical tips that we could share with the audience of like, how to be a good active listener and how to engage when someone may say, hey, you know, I'm not feeling too great because my cat just passed away or mm-hmm. I'm not feeling too great because my daughter found out that she has a really bad health issue. You know, what are some things that, that people can take from from this podcast to help them in those moments and, and create more of those moments where people feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking with them? I'll go ahead and jump in and go first. If that's okay, I would say after asking the, how are you doing? And just making it a very open-ended question, it truly is just paying attention and giving that employee the opportunity to share. I think the other tip is truly find out what is it that either you or the, as the manager or the company can do to help. And I think it's just asking the question, Is there anything in the world that I can do for you? How can I help you in this situation? What do you need help with? What are you struggling with? And it's really all rooted in like coming from a place of caring. So when your employees know that you care, it really shifts their entire perspective. And I think treating our employees truly as whole people and not just workers is the best tip that I can give. I mean, because if you always come from that place of treating them as a whole person, then that's going to guide you down the right path for any questions and or, you know, follow-up actions. But Devin, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this as well. Yeah. um, So I haven't been on the leadership side much, um, but as an employee, I can tell you exactly what I'm thinking 
um, is I want that intentional relationship with my leader, being able to say like, hey, let's have these touch bases just to, hey, let's have a coffee chat. Let's just talk about life um, and just be intentional about getting to know me, my life, what's going on. Some other people may be more open to sharing than I might be, but I'm also an empath as well. So if I sense something's going on, trust me, I'm going to get it out of you. Um, but in some cases, you just have to, you know, sometimes you just have to let it go and just just let me know how I can support you. You might not want to talk about it right now, um, but just being intentional and truly setting that time aside to where your notifications are off. I'm not hearing Slack go off in the background. I'm not hearing Outlook go off. Knowing that that time's one-on-one um, is super important. And I feel like that could go a long way with a teammate. Yeah, awesome. Great, great advice. And, you know, some t- that, that connection matters a lot. Uh, and your ability to, to have that connection with your team, because sometimes, you know, we may be facing burnout, but also facing the reality that the work is still going to be the work. Life is still going to be life. But we need to be in a position where people know that they can be supported. And maybe if the workload doesn't change or if life doesn't change, they have people that they can reach out to. And I mean, you know, what better opportunity to talk about, you know, being an employer that people love than around Valentine's Day, right? So um, love these tips, love these suggestions. And if you have any more, you're tuning in, go ahead and shout them on on social media. Let us know. Uh, We've got about 10 more minutes. So we want to jump into our consultants corner. And again, you're getting opportunity to meet our team. Uh, some of the folks that work on our our clients. And so if you have heard anything and you said, hey, I think I want to work with these folks, you can go ahead and reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com. We have a contact page where you can schedule some time to have a 15-minute consult and learn more about how we might be able to support your firm. Something big that is happening that we're going to be talking about in our consultant's corner is about talent acquisition. And uh, for those of you who follow maybe meme culture or know who Fat Joe is, he has a saying that said, yesterday's price is not today's price. And so um, there's an article in Sherm, Love Sherm. And uh, this, is, this is the second article from Roy that we featured. So Roy, I think you're a, you're a favorite among <laughs> our folks. But the article that we want to talk about is called... Job candidates' expectations have changed, and how are employers responding? Basically, what's happening in talent acquisition? Why is it taking longer and more dollars to get the right people that organizations need to grow? We're feeling this on our side. Uh, we're feeling it, you know, as we recruit internally, uh, as we recruit for our customers, and so we've got some team members here that are in the thick of it. So I just want to turn the floor over to you all and say, what's going on? Well, there's a lot going on, Joey, and uh, there's a couple of fun facts that I wanted to share and tee it up for Devin to chat about her take on this and just kind of set the stage. You know, what what has happened? Like, how did we get to where we are today? And, you know, it's really simple supply and demand. 4.2 million fewer workers are in the workforce now than before the pandemic. 4.2 million And that's the lowest that it's been in the past 20 years. So if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. And, you know, why is it costing more to get the right people now? And, you know, there's definitely a lot of factors as to why wages have increased. But 
here's another stop for you. So prior to the pandemic, wages never rose more than 3.5% year over year. Now, of course, you know, these are averages, but it's a great benchmark. And from the period of October 2021 to October of 2020, so over the course of the year, wages rose 4.9%. That's crazy. So here's something to think about, that that's just the stat through October. And if you look at how fast those wages have been rising, what do you think they're at now? And so employers are definitely feeling the pinch that wages are rising. There's so fewer workers in the workforce. And what's happening is that employees now want perks and they're leaving jobs for something better. They're receiving multiple offers and, you know, companies are having to learn to move super quick and, you know, remove any sort of barriers that were previously slowing down their process. So that's a little bit of why we are here. But Devin, take it away and share your thoughts as well. Yes, um, I am definitely feeling the pressure as basically a 95% recruiter here. Um, The way that I am kind of coaching my clients here is candidates are like houses right now. You have to come in, you have to come fast, and sometimes you have to come inside unseen. You don't have the bandwidth to explore all your options and to take people through an eight-round interview process um, because in that time, they're going to find something else. But in any time as ever, trying to find that unicorn candidate, the recruiters are, we're still going to try to adapt to as quickly as we can, um, get those candidates um, in and keep them in. And the market is just so crazy. Just with everything going on, inflation is going on the rise, as we all are aware. Um, And that goes for rates as well. People are really looking for that solid compensation, total rewards package. Um, Instead of making a certain amount of money dollar-wise a year, they want perks. They want unique benefits, things that set an organization apart so they have that sense of well-being. And people are realizing their worth and what's really important to them. Um, They just don't want to be with an organization. Um, They want to find somewhere where they're going to really love what they do, love where they work, and love the mission that they're upholding. So things that I'm seeing, you just consistent re-education for our hiring managers. Got to move quick. Got to be smart. Got to be strategic. Keep up that marketing analysis for these new roles that are coming in um, and be smart with the algorithms of LinkedIn and Indeed. Change up those job titles and make them pertinent to what people are looking for. Um, And just clear communication and resetting those expectations. Um, It's almost on a daily basis that, hey, we have this person coming in for an interview. Like, let's talk about it half hour after you chat. Let's let's take that time to debrief um, and not waiting until we interview, you know, five candidates to make a decision. So just kind of meeting them where they are is super important, but also coaching them in the direct, correct direction is also very important right now too. Yeah, no, you, you guys are dropping tons of gems and um, we didn't even touch on the fact that in addition to this being such an aggressive market, employers are still battling the reality that there's a lot of attrition that happens within the first 90 days. And so not only do you have to come in tight with your onboarding and recruiting process, um, you also have to make sure that you are who you say you are as an employer, because in the time of those 90 days, someone could receive another offer and they're like, well, I think that one's better. And so there's no uh, penalty for stepping away from this one to go to the other. So, you know, the reality is it, it's a tough market. 
it's a tough market. If you're not feeling it, it's because you're not growing. It's because you're not uh, out there in the mix. Um, and so we help customers by figuring out, you know, what's the strategy that you need to have ahead of time? How can we get to know you as a hiring manager so that we can understand what levers we need to pull with a candidate and, and with you to make the match? Um, Summer, what other thoughts do you have on this? Gosh, it's, you know, I, I think, Devin, you covered so many great points. And, you know, as a recruiter who's doing this on a daily basis, I think the biggest takeaway is just needing to be needing to be agile, needing to be open to changing the way that things have been done in the past. And I think that's really what's going to differentiate the companies that are going to get closer to their staffing goals as opposed to those who aren't. So I think right now as a small business, uh, sometimes it may be a little bit challenging to compete against some of the bigger players. But if you think about small businesses have the ability to change direction and change processes easier and faster than the larger guys. So, you know, look at, you know, what can we shake up with the current process? Uh, think outside the box, look at ways that you can add those perks that maybe aren't necessarily just salary, because that's, you know, that that's a big takeaway from this topic, which is cash is king, but candidates want perks. And, you know, if you were to dig into the details of perks that they want, uh, pretty high up on the list is flexibility. So if you're an employer that is, you know, requiring everybody to be in the office and you maybe don't have, you know, a business necessity to do so, uh, I definitely would recommend that you take a look at that and how that factors into not only recruiting, but retention as well. Yeah. Yeah. And a few episodes, Summer, we talked about how trusting your gut in Google is not a great HR strategy. And we talked about how managers who have now become business owners or people who are first time managers may be thinking back on when they were recruited or the last time they were a part of a search. And there were the, you know, the three rounds, the test, the, the long process. And we have to compress that a, a bit. And so, you know, we've got three experts here on the panel basically saying, you need to have a process that's faster, better, quicker. And uh, if you're not able to do that, then you need to reach out to some experts who can who can make that happen. Devin, what are some of the things that an employer can do to make the process quicker but more effective? Um, so what are some of the tips that you're giving to, to the teams you're working with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely think if they are in the situation where they are partnering with an organization like Jumpstart or Jumpstart, hey, all of you who are our Jumpstart team. But I definitely think for those who are partnered with us, being able to just be readily available, whether that's joining a Slack channel, whether that's getting us on your team's page, whatever that is, so we could get some quick answers. That is definitely a big piece of it, along with making sure that you guys are available and making that time for those interviews. Because I have recently added to all of my screening questions for all of my clients, when can you interview? If they are a good fit after the screen, what are some good times this week that you can interview? Um, and if it's Thursday, Friday, what, when, when can you talk tomorrow or Monday? Being able to make sure that we are setting that slate um, is super important and just being available um, and making that time to get your team support, um, I definitely think is like my number one pointer. 
All right, awesome, awesome. Well, if you're out there in social world, let's give it up for Devin. This is her first foray into the podcast world, and so we want to show some love. But we're bringing this one to a close. I'll let you, Summer, and Devin have any last words. So any any thoughts on our, any party thoughts on our topics today? We talked about burnout. We talked about uh, talent acquisition strategy. Anything you want to you wanna close the show out with? Sure thing. I, I think my parting thoughts when I reflect back on both of the topics today, they are on a similar theme, which is a people-first culture and organizations really placing an emphasis on the value of their people. And so, you know, when I think about companies that may not have adopted that strategy fully at this point, it's, you know, now is the time. And so, you know, I really encourage companies to reflect on, you know, their values and where people fall in that and start making some some changes if they aren't currently headed in that direction. All right, what about you, Devin? Yeah, I definitely agree with Summer wholeheartedly. Um, But another thing, just thinking about it, like we are only finishing up or coming up on our first full quarter here. Now is a good time to reevaluate your first quarter and kind of seeing your cadence um, and really invest in your people. And if you want to invest in that change, you have to be real what's going on in the market with your people um, and understanding how it's hitting people differently. And just being able to stay up to date on all of these processes, procedures, or if you need help with them, reach out to some of us. Um, that's what we're here for. We're here for your network and we're here to support you. So that's definitely my last tidbits. And I thank you all for having me. I am super excited to have the opportunity and hopefully we'll keep seeing each other in the future. All right. Uh, special guest, Devin Frizina, Summer Keytron co-host, Joey Price co-host. But another episode of While We Were Working. If you've missed any of our past episodes, make sure that you check them out on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you miss out on the video, you can check us out with segments on YouTube and full shows on my LinkedIn page. So have a great time. Enjoy your week. And we'll see you next week. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and coworkers. And as always, you can find more info and additional resources at whilewewereworking.com. We